Hey, so um, Rick, so I'm excited today because we got um, Nick Greenfield on. Hey, Nick. CEO of Candid. Good afternoon, guys. Thanks. Thanks Good, to have you here. Good to have you here. Nick, before we get started, um, Peter doesn't know your background. The, the listeners don't know your background. It's a cool background. Tell us how you came to find yourself in the driver's seat of uh, the premier uh, direct, I'm sorry, uh, Clear Atlanta company. I was about to say something wrong, but yeah, you're uh, about you, I was about to, but I wasn't going to. You're about to throw us under the bus of our- No, I was not. Our, no. Lives in the direct-to-consumer <laughs> industry. Um, so um, I, uh, I started my career in the startup world and, and I graduated college went to a company called Zimride and we ended up launching Lyft out of Zimride, which for me was an incredible opportunity to go through this tremendous growth. And, and many, many of you maybe have watched Super Pumped. The yeah, I've been loving that. Front and center. Like I was the 12th employee at Zimride and one of the first few people working on Lyft as we were spinning it out. Was that pretty and, accurate? Sorry, sorry, was that, was that doc, was the show like pretty like how it was? I would say there were elements. Yeah. I, I think Travis is probably portrayed unfairly. He okay. is, he is, uh, he is brilliant. Uh, and, you know, obviously he's got some elements that are, that are unsavory, but he's, he's really, he was incredibly strategic in the way that he was doing things. And, and ruthless. what a great ruthless. show. So, so sorry, Nick, I didn't mean Wait, to derail sorry, you, I wanna, but keep I going. So what's the show on? It's, what, it's uh, on Apple, right, Nick? Showtime. I Showtime. Think. Okay. And what's it called? I'm sorry. Super, super pumped. pumped. Okay, got it. Um, Nick, keep going Sorry. with your with your intro. We uh, that I just I wanted to chime in because that's actually one series that I've actually watched all the way through. It's really good. So, all right. Yeah, so I got to go through that whole you know Uber versus Lyft crazy battle, and I left in the middle um, and ended up working at a couple other startups. And and after the last company I worked at sold to Capital One in 2016, started working on Candid and. Candid, you know, the original idea was to build a business geared around high quality outcomes for patients, but making things more accessible and affordable. And it turns out, you know, over five years later, that's exactly what we're still trying to do. But we, we started our, call it angle of attack in the direct to consumer space, because mm -hmm. we thought we had an advantage there. And we learned over the last five years that Candid ultimately would be a much better product and service when sold exclusively through the dentist. And so after four and a half years, last fall, we, we pivoted the company, we cut our entire direct-to-consumer business, and we took all of the work that we had done over that you know, four and a half, five-year period and have brought it inside the dental practice to help dentists more effectively increase accessibility and affordability to clear aligners for their patients, okay. uh, but, but not necessarily needing to know all of the deep ins and outs of the clinical because we have a high quality bench of orthodontists who help with treatment planning and overseeing the case. So that's that's the background. And then I, I've also worked in you know other startups, helped other friends get companies off the ground. I lived with the first uh, four of the first 20 guys from Snapchat. When I lived in LA, so I've lived in kind of this like startup startup world. You like that startup world. grind, huh? That's cool. Exactly. That's awesome, Craig. Since you know, I'm I know pretty much nothing about orthodontics um, or movements yeah. of teeth, and that's the space you live. I know that you are a big fan of Canada. And I know you use it in your in your practice. So, um, so Nick, like, what what problem when you said you were kind of going to market? Like, what problem were you sol solving based on what was already in the market space? I know you were said you started with direct consumer, but then you pivoted. So, like, what is still the ethos of 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 
we started with the patient and mm-hmm. the needs of the patient and the fact that the patient was generally underserved by the offerings in the market today. If you think about the average American making $50,000 a year, right, household income, um, accessibility to orthodontics, you know, 60% of U.S. counties don't even have an orthodontist. Uh, general dentists. No oh, yeah. Pretty wild. Uh, 90% of general dentists don't feel comfortable starting clear liner cases, let alone, you know, traditional ortho where they do, you know, one clear liner case or fewer per month, which means that you have this market where you have a $5,000 price point product. And when I was actually at Capital One, we saw that after a home equity line of credit and, and home improvement, the number two thing that that parents would pay for and that people would actually pay for for themselves was orthodontics. So you have this incredibly expensive product. When people get access to credit, it's the first thing they want to do, generally being underserved by general dentists who don't feel comfortable doing it, orthodontists either not there or pricing things out of the market. And if you work, especially if you're, you know, an average middle class or even upper middle class American who's working, you know, nine to seven or working two jobs, you can't get it in and out for office visits. So that was our original observation. And, and in fact, Candid, when we started in the direct-to-consumer space, that was the patient base that we were hoping to go after. And today, with our Candid Pro model, we're going after that exact same patient base, but we're doing it through the dentist, where you still have you know, a couple hundred million Americans every year going and visiting their general dentist. They're all interested in straightening their teeth, right? 75% plus of those patients have some type of malocclusion, but they're not being served, whether it's price point, whether it's uh, having to come back into the office dozens of times for orthodontic visits, whether it's feeling uncomfortable that they're being, you know, they're, they're doing something that may or may not get them a good result, uh, especially with an, a non-expert who's doing it. So I think all of these elements, that's where we started on the patient. Um, and we've worked our way now up to the clinician. Yeah, I think the number one reason at the clinician level uh, why, why most GPs are not doing orthodontics is they're just frankly scared to move teeth. And I always tell people, it's like, I'm a pilot as well. So there's an aviation saying, it says you start off in aviation. I suppose the same thing as in dentistry. You wind up with an empty bag of experience and a full bag of luck. And the goal is to fill your bag of experience before your bag of luck runs out. And, uh, you know, as a guy who's done thousands of cases, clear aligner cases, I remember those first 20, 30, mm-hmm. 40. And it's, it was scary. And frankly speaking, our dental schools are not making it any better. We're, you know, as I always lament that at where I went to school, the, the, the barometer for whether or not I could be taught orthodontics is whether or not I could bend my name in wire and have it lay flat on a glass block. So I was not fit to learn about how to move teeth unless I could bend out my name in wire. And along comes, you know, digital orthodontics. And now it's like, it's almost like, you know, when you're an architect, you needed to be able to draft and draw. Now there's no architect out there that is drafting and drawing. They're using Revit and AutoCAD and all these great programs because it's the technologies revolutionize the way in which you do your craft. Same thing in clear aligners. So you have the technology coming in and having a, you know, a trusted partner like with Candid where it actually enables you to surmount that fear. And what I love about what y'all are doing is you're, you're like the orthodontic partner. So for those people that are nervous to move them or they don't know what, you know, want to have all the nuances of the intricacies of, of moving the teeth, you have an, an actual orthodontist that designs the case for you. Correct, Nick? I'm not That's speaking. Right. Wow. Yeah, so our goal 
is orthodontics as a service, which is if you could imagine if you're a general dentist, but you could have an orthodontist in your practice five days a week, maybe work four days a week because you listen to Bulletproof and you figured out how to run your business, right? But yes, exactly. you're, you're, you're in there four days a week and you want to have an orthodontist there by your side. We use telehealth to connect the general dentist and the orthodontist together so that you have someone doing the treatment planning, helping oversee and monitor the cases, helping you think about case selection. What is the right type of case to do with a clear aligner in your office? And then maybe what is the right type of case to send to the orthodontist down the street? Because there's a level of complexity that as a general dentist, you still don't want to, you don't feel comfortable with. And we we help with all of that. So I I have questions because I actually said I know nothing, but I I probably did 50 cases of Invisalign in my career. Did you really? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day? Oh, back in the day. I didn't realize. At least, uh, I mean, I got certified back when it first came, when (laughs) when it first came on the market. I mean, I got certified. Peter, in full disclosure, Nick hasn't practiced dentistry in quite a while. It's okay. That's not good, though. That's not exactly true. But anyway, Nick. No, I wasn't doing a dig. I'm I'm proud of you. You're the one who's inspired me to be less clinical, too, by the way. So thank you for that. Nick, my question. So do you you guys offer. No, I'm not not getting mad at all. I'm not getting mad. I just, I'm going to lose my train of thought. You're, you said orthodontics as a service, right? Do you charge for that? Everything that we do is fully included in our. I love our- this. Here's why I love this from the guy who well, didn't let me do tell many you, no, cases. No, 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 wait, stop, stop talking, Chris. There's more. Stop talking. Stop talking. There's more, though. <laughs> I want you to hear one part. No, I, I don't want to put a pin in this, and you don't get to. Okay, you no, no, keep going, but I want to tell you what's cool about this. All right, I'm going to tell you what's cool about it from someone who doesn't do it all the time, and I think okay, I, I would me. be the target, target market as a, as a dentist for a company like Candid, is that I would look at, I would do a case, Nick, I would uh, go through the, the clean check, let's just call it. And I would say, oh man, this is complicated. I don't, I, I've gone through the training, but I need some handholding. But guess what? They're going to charge me for this handholding, which then is going to eat into already what feels to be an expensive lab case. And, it, and my time is not going to be worth it on this. So maybe I can just kind of grind through and I can maybe get some help from my friends. But I never, I never, I never paid for that handholding service when I probably should have or could have. So I love that you're not, you're not making it this if, if, or, you know, if this, then this, it's like, it's you make it as a service to help and and hold hands with the, the dentist to, to remove that fear barrier of of uh, am I doing this right? Right. Yeah. I love People that. I want to add something to this. Okay, too, come yeah. on, Craig. So, come on, add it on. So the other part of it is like, listen, in an office like ours, we've built over like a decade or more, like a system of support for clear aligners. So assistants are trained. We have it, we have tech support within our office because the other part is not only do you not feel comfortable doing the actual case, but then how do I fit this new business add-on to my mm. my ecosystem? How do I get these people in? What if they lose, you know, one of their trays? What how do I deal with all this stuff? So it's great about this is what I wanted to tell you why you'd really like it because Candid actually provides all that back end support. So if you break an aligner, lose an aligner, you is that correct, Nick? You call right. them and you can yep. get a replacement. You're not talking to, to Diane at your front desk who's like, you know, it's like one of the reasons why I don't like to sell toothbrushes in my office because when the thing breaks, yeah. you're having to call Sonicare or Oral-B or, you know, whatever. To, you're to the intermediary, you. right? You're the intermediary. Yeah, exactly. it's horrible, it's horrible. horrible. Yeah. Never be the intermediary. We, we, we've gone and we've said, okay, what's broken with this experience, right? Like, and why is it that 90% of general dentists, even though they've, uh, two thirds of those have gone through expensive, time-consuming clearliner training yeah. with one of our competitors. Why doesn't it work? And it's things like that, right? It's it's the fear of moving teeth, it's the lack of clinical confidence. That's one part of it. But then there's just so much headache. And once you get 20, 30 active cases going, 
as you know, Craig, you guys have hundreds of cases going at one time, just managing that volume and that caseload gets hard. So we want to take all of that love this. technology and telehealth to enable you to be a much more successful, much more efficient. And efficient, efficient. I knew you were about to say that, honestly, because that was also a pain point is like, all right, I'm getting the teeth moved. But I know like if you put Craig and I, Craig's Craig's treatment plan would look quite different than mine in a clear aligner. And he's probably way more efficient because he's doing it all the time. So I always knew, like, I was like, I bet there's a more efficient way to, to, to expedite this treatment, but I just don't know how I don't have the know-how because I don't do it all the time. And so I love that you said that, um, the efficiency of it, because that's the benefit of the patient and the doctor, because it's, it's valuable chair time and valuable travel time for the patient. Okay, stop what you're doing. The Bulletproof Summit is coming at you June 3rd and 4th at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville. The Grand Hyatt is located in the Gulch, which as most of you know, is the best area of Nash Vegas. So we'll be featuring new, never done before Bulletproof tracks for doctors, team, and hygienists. There's gonna be some VIP tickets available, but book by May 2nd, and you can receive some group discounts for your team. Prices will also go up for the last 50 tickets. And tickets are already half gone for this event, and it will sell out like all previous years. This is the biggest no-brainer in dentistry. If you want to elevate yourself, your team, and your practice, check it out. Bulletproofsummit.com. We'll see you there. Peter, one of the things that you and I always talk about, Nick, this is important. I'm happy you're hearing this. Is that Peter and I will talk when, when, when someone's really busy, when a dentist is booked out three, four, six weeks, whatever, uh, and you do one of your periodic exams and someone comes in with work that needs to be done. We've all admitted that we, when we're super booked up and we can't see someone, we won't actually tell them what mm-hmm. they need is we won't be as, as, as forthright with them. You're we're not laying the context down as, as well, yeah. Craig, I think for, for Nick to understand. Yeah. Go ahead and say what we said when we asked. So like Nick, when a dentist is, let's put this in the solo practitioner, because I think that's the market in which, right? Right. Right. When, when, when they are overwhelmed and a lot of dentists are overwhelmed and really busy right now, by the grace of God, there's been tons of, you know, there's been tons of uh, fluidity in the market and most dentists we know are really busy. So what happens in the dentist psychology is like, oh my gosh, I'm booking two and three months out. So what happens is you go into a room knowing that if you recommend the crown that Mrs. Jones is more than likely going to say yes to, you don't have the space to put her. So you say, let's just watch this. And you start under diagnosing for lack of availability in your schedule. That makes sense, Nick? Okay. So yes. Greg, proceed. Yeah. So thank you for that, Peter. So what's happening is pe- since people don't understand how to unravel the teeth and get the bite healthy, they're doing the same thing. They're not addressing it. Uh, and I always tell people, you know, when, when you see a person, well, I always tell dentists, when you see a person, they have no decay and no periodontal disease, but their teeth are crowded and they have what's considered age inappropriate wear. Cause let's say they have an exaggerated curve of speed and the lowers are sticking really far up and almost mm-hmm. hitting the back of the, uh, you know, the, the upper papilla. And you see that you have this 28 year old, you know, man or woman, and their teeth have lost a millimeter or two of wear. We are not, as a profession, telling them about what's going on because we don't know how to fix it. We don't want to lose them. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a disservice to them because they need to know if you have something that's going on in a patient's, if you know about something that's going on in a patient's mouth and you don't describe it to them, it's really, it's not taking their very best care of a patient. So I think a lot of that is going on where like you like to your point, Peter, you didn't know the logistics of how to do it. You physically didn't know how to move the teeth. You're like, screw it. I'm not talking about this. And occlusion, occlusion is a lot like, you know, high blood pressure, (laughs) because it's not going to, it's not pathologic in and of itself. 
it just leads to a heart attack. It's an underlying systemic it's an problem. Underlying systemic problem. There so you go. When you have decay. You can say, Mrs. Jones, you got to decay. If you don't see me in one or two or three months, that turns into root canal. Root canal turns into crown. Crown turns decay into decay. Is very binary, right? It's there but or it's yeah, not. But but, but, occlusion, but occlusion is. You're like, yes. ah, don't worry about it. So I meet tons of patients. I tell them about their occlusion. Oh I start God. talking about their wear. And they're like, no one has ever talked to me about this. No mm. one. So we are leaving as a profession, a gaping um, area of, of disease that's just slower progressing. That's mm. the only difference between decay and bad occlusion. One is fast, like, you know, chest pain and heart attack. And the other one's slow, high cholesterol heart attack. But it's important to tell people what their long-term effects of malocclusion are. It's really important. So they're not fully healthy just because they don't have decay or periodontal disease. Sorry, that's a long one. I can't tell you the number of friends that I have who come, you know, and tell me, oh yeah, my my dentist just prescribed the night guard because I'm grinding. Right. Right. Right? That's that and that's exactly the, you know, and then I say, oh what well, you know, did you do orthodontics growing up? And most of them say yes. And did you wear your retainer? And everyone says no. And you, know, you, you kind of start going down that path. But Nick, they think of it as cosmetic. So people think of crowded teeth as cosmetic. It is not cosmetic. Mm-hmm. A fully healthy mouth means free of disease and free of excessive or inappropriate dysfunction. Wear. It's this fun, It's not functional. So it's just that the timeline is longer. But, it's it's a, like we but also, it is a it's hard, like, it is a very complex thing to have to be able to explain and conceptualize to the patient, much less, right, the dentist has to understand it. And then you have to be able to communicate that in a way that, it, that the patient asks, I want to fix that. Whatever you just said, it's problem solution, right? And so, right. So what happens, what happens, you know, how I have that little associate test in my office. Yes. So I have this test where when I'm bringing in a new associate, I give them three or four patients. I have them say what they see. And invariably the dentist will see, you know, the crowded teeth and said, well, I'll ask them if their crowded teeth bother them. Um, And, and if they bother them, maybe I'll suggest using clear aligners. I'm like, well, what about they're 23 years old? I tell them the age. I'm like, look at the wear patterns. Let's say their credit teeth don't bother them. Would you say anything at that point? I said, no, I wouldn't. Hmm. So I was like, when, at what point would you say something? Because teeth are pyramidal shape for those that are watching. You know, when you wear them, they get thick at the top. Mm-hmm. So when you wear the top off, the teeth get really thick, buccolingually. So I'm like, at what point would you tell them that this is a problem? So it's interesting to see. It's like by the time they would be willing to tell them they have a problem. At what point in the wear factor? At what point in the wear cycle do you tell them? At what point does the crowding and the wear is time? So what Mm -hmm. dentists are looking at, and unfortunately, this is really, this is very prevalent in our profession. What general dentists are looking at is they're looking for disease today and no conversation about what's happening, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the road. Same thing in medicine, Peter. That's why you're hunting out these really high level, you know, Peter, Peter's like a biohacker, does all this sort of like cool testing and wants to know things before they start to happen. Because medicine is just focusing on getting you unsick. Uh, and frankly speaking, if you go to the dentist, and you have no decay and no disease, no periodontal disease, but your teeth are worn to shit, and you're 29 years old, Chances are no one's going to talk to you about that. Yes. They'll give you so a night card and say, we'll have a $70,000 FMR when you're 40. And for, for me, the best dentistry is no dentistry. I would rather an ounce of, of cure, you know, or a pound of cure than a, uh, what's the that's ounce saying? of prevention you know? is worth a pound of cure. Thank you. You're welcome. See, see, how, 
Did you learn this in dental school? No, no, no I didn't. <laughs> I did it. He, he had a smile on his face. He said that he knew the answer to that that question. No, Nick, but you did. But, but, but why <laughs> is it that we're not being taught that? Because it's complex as hell. It's it's no, it, it's not. It's actually not complex. Hey, did you know that when your teeth, when you chew, you don't chew like an alligator, you chew like a cow, and they go kind of side to side. You're a mammal, so your teeth slide against each other. Hey, look at your teeth. Look at those photos. You see how that number 24 the, is really thick? The understanding of it, it is not hard. You're right, Craig. But the, my, but, my, my hygienist But the, the deployment of a solution and, and conversation is the hard right. part. That's that, the hard part. Yes. The conversation is easy. I could train anyone in any office to know how to have that conversation. It's just, what do I do? Now they're ready to go. It's like the person who's booked three months in advance. Okay, doc, I want to do the crown. You said it's a problem. What do you mean? You can't get me in for three months. I got to go somewhere else. So it's the, it's the, it's the fixing of the solution that I think is in the heads of the dentist. It's not the, the conversation. Hey, Nick, why don't you just jump off, go do something else. And Peter and I will have the rest of the conversation. <laughs> this is great. This is Nick, he, he's waiting to see what other magic tricks we do, Craig. I'm kidding. No, I mean, this, this is the entire premise of, our, of, of the business that we have built with, with Candid Pro is that dentists fundamentally, th this is something that, that the profession should know and understand. And those conversations should be happening with patients because we should be using orthodontics for preventative long-term health. And it's not happening. What's the price point, Nick, for, for the service you guys provide? Um, it, it's, it varies, I'm sure, by caseload, right? Yes, it varies by caseload. It's, it's, you know, it's less expensive than the incumbents. Okay. Uh, but generally call it in the range of, you know, a thousand to 1400 okay. somewhere in the ballpark. Uh, and then the average dentist we're seeing is charging anywhere between, you know, 2995 on the low end and 4,500 or 5,000 on the high end, depending on how it falls within a broader treatment plan. We see, you know, we see a lot of dentists putting this as part of a broader treatment plan. Yes. So sure. not just using aligners. It's exactly what you're talking about. It's okay. We need to create space because we're, we, we want to place an implant or we're using this as part of an airway protocol because we're doing, you know, we're or, doing some sort of pre-treatment for front, veneers or something. Right, or that front bonding that I do is chipping every other month now because right. your bite's so deep. You know, if you want that bonding to last, I have to fix your bite first, you know, un, you know less than that overbite. The, the, uh, the hand-holding, you know, I know that's what you're not going to, you're not calling it hand-holding with an orthodontist, but I'm going to call that is a game changer in my opinion. That's such, that's a genius thing. And then you're adding it, you're adding it on as a service to the dentist, not like, Hey, we're going to, you know, if you need this, we're going to charge you $500. You're just saying we're here if you need us kind of thing. And I love that because it takes yeah. the fear out of the process. And honestly, if I had had that as someone to kind of mentor through some of the cases, you could say, is this the most efficient pathway? Cool. Yes, it is. Or no, it's not. Let's modify the last tray setup with blah, blah, blah. Right. And then you have the power to do that. That just would have been such a game changer. So but also the I logistical love this, crap too. The, the, once you get going in your liner practice and you start doing, you know, you know, 50, 100 cases a year, mm -hmm. the logistical challenge comes to bite you in the ass too. Because now your what front do you desk mean? is over, uh, your, your admin team is overwhelmed with like, Becky lost her aligner. Uh, you have to order one, and like you know, the the the, the visits. Well, the what's the solution? With, what's the solution here? Well, they have a monitoring system. Talk about that, Nick. Yeah. So, so this is what I like to point out. It's orthodontics is four dimensional, right? It's it's obviously you're moving teeth in three dimensions, but then it takes a year. 
And when you're dealing with things in, in four dimensions, you have to have technology and solutions that take the time out of actually having to monitor and manage that. And so what we've built is an entire um, remote monitoring solution, the Candid app, which allows patients to take scans at home of their teeth. And then they'll take those scans every two weeks. Like with their iPhone? With their iPhone, yeah. No way. Yeah, it's badass. That's and cool as hell. Yeah, as long as they're progressing through treatment, then you don't have to bring them back. Now, most of our most of our partners will bring the patient back probably six month hygiene visit, sometimes at three months um, to, to kind of do that work. And, and then if there's an issue, you'll bring them back. Now, what we've done not only is take the technology layer, but we have built the case management team internally at Candid to help you not have to do that. So if there's an issue and something comes up, we track all of the cases, we flag that to you. So on a weekly basis, you're getting a report from the Candid team on what's happening with every single one of those patients. And just as Craig mentioned, if you're doing 100 cases at, you know, at a time, your practice is going to be overloaded with lost aligner concerns. I have this thing happening. My aligner broke. What do I do? And so we try to offload all of that. We That's have a patient via the app, right? Exactly. Exactly. So question on that. So what's, what's really cool. I just see the screen going quick. The what's cool about this though, is that you, um, what am I trying to say? It's a vicarious translation of the technology for that office. So bear with me for a second. For the for the offices that don't seem high tech, all of a sudden now yes, vicariously yes. they are really <laughs> cool and technology advanced to the patient facing consumer. Yeah, or, or the, or the consumer. So look cool at my dental monitor. office, yep. right? They don't. They don't. They differentiate. Look at my dental office. It has this app that I scan my teeth with. This office is high tech. Exactly. And that is really neat from exactly. a marketing perspective and just the perception of being high tech without having to pay for that. Uh, well, you're hitching your wagon. You're to hitching a your wagon. Company. That's yeah. amazing. I mean, look, look at the look at how this happened too. without naming names. You know, we, we, we all thought that no one would ever want to have their dentistry done at home. Mm -hmm. um, and it was, it was clearly proven by a revenue standpoint, I can't speak to the efficacy and all that other stuff, but from a revenue standpoint, it was clearly proven that patients don't care as much as we thought, but they still do care. So mm. there's no mid-level like to, to, ha to come to it, it. There's such a barrier of entry for orthodontics. I have to go on your schedule. I have to show up all the time. I can't take off of work. I don't want to, I don't want to, I need, I need tech support that's open beyond 5 PM. So there's this mid-level space in the market where it's like, okay, I don't want to do it on my own because I think that's just kind of crazy, but I don't want the full work. So I have to go in all the freaking time and go through all that rigmarole. So this is just such a neat um, place for, for, for a product to exist. So I, I, just I just love that. Yeah, and I think the chair time reduction is the other huge benefit here, yes. which is by using technology, you no longer have to bring those patients in at the same interval. And so now you can choose three months, six months. I want to do beginning of case and post-treatment records and that's it, right? Whatever you kind of, whatever fits your need, but relative to other solutions, because they're being monitored at home and remotely, the dentistry is happening still inside the chair and at, in the practice, but the monitoring is happening remote. And that's a huge time saving because if you're booked out three months, there's no way you can, you know, you're yeah. going to fit all. Well, that's what happened for me during COVID. You know, we were seeing our aligner patients really frequently. And then when COVID came around, we started pushing mountain out now and realized that like, you know, it's the same level of treatment, same yeah. quality of treatment. 
And now we, we're not going back now that, you know. And uh, they prefer you know. it and you prefer it, right? So, Correct. like, everyone's yeah. winning in, this, in, the, in that technology. That you but having that to technology do. to reassure them with that scanning, we're not, you know, we're not using that routinely for all clear aligners, but that's just a game changer. That's Nick, let me make sure game. I understood this because you guys, if, if a patient loses a tray, you're saying, Craig, there's a burden when you have 50 to 100 cases going, let's just call it for the year, that the front business team gets tons of phone calls about X, Y, and Z, whatever it is, lost tray or something, something. You're saying, Nick, you guys become the, the, the proxy to the office by saying, hey, we'll ship you a tray directly to the patient? Yes. Anything non-clinical. We have nine to seven, Monday through Sunday. We have live chat support inside the Candid app. And if there's an issue of that nature, the patient can actually chat with us, have that conversation, and then... If that patient, you know, wants to do something or they, for example, ask, hey, can I drink coffee while I'm wearing my mm -hmm. aligner? Instead of that phone call coming to the front desk, we handle all of that through live chat. Same with like a lost tray, like a, you know, like a lost or tray a or a crack or a retainer. retainer. Awesome. I love it. I really do. I'm, I'm going to introduce our, our ecosystem to it for sure, because I think my docs um, don't even know about this, um, you know? Yeah, I don't think so either, which would be great. Yeah, it's the it's really the easy button, you know. Look for for a guy like me, um, I spent so long, you know, literally a decade or more of my life trying to figure out through through hitting my head against the wall, trying to figure out what goes right, what goes wrong, and uh, building the infrastructure to to do you know a couple hundred cases a year. And had this product been around, you know, 15, 20 years ago when I first started. I would have just scaled the heck out of it mm -hmm. because look, you can focus on the dental part and they focus on the rest. So imagine second locations. I mean, all you really need to do it at that point when you're training and scaling up is just literally teach your team how to talk about the problem. So imagine how much more efficient, I mean, I can go, you know, when, when I spend time with a, with a dentist, you know, for the day, when they, when they get through the immersion program here through the mastermind, their clear liner cases go from like, you know, handfuls to hundreds. You know, Nick, so imagine uh, if you'd have to focus on all the other stuff. Uh, do you guys have a service? So I'm guessing you guys get a lot of inbound traffic from patients who are looking for treatment. So I'm guessing you become also a referral source for the doctors um, that are in network, in your network, in the Candid network, I'm guessing, right? Is that one how? Of the, yeah, one of the benefits of Candid is we have that consumer marketing and consumer sales experience. Mm -hmm. So just to give you like, the high level on, on what that looks like. Yes, we have a doctor locator. We, we, you know, there's referrals that come in. We have a whole marketing strategy team that will work with your practice to help you with your marketing. And that will drive not only new clear liner patients, but also new patients. We just helped a, a practice with a campaign. I think they did 15 new case starts on clear liners, but they got three implant patients, right? And that was just kind of on the side that, that, that was an, an additional the halo effect, right. Of, of getting someone in inbound to your office and identifying other problems. That's awesome. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. And then I, I think the third part is, is case acceptance, which is how do you drive a high level of case acceptance, you know, in our, in our studios and direct to consumer in New York, we had a 90% case acceptance rate and that's, you know, it's world-class. So how can we help train and teach you the things that we learned over the past five years? And we want to bring all of those different components to bear inside the practice, because if we can do that, then yeah, you can open a second location. You can open a third location. They only have to be open two days a week. And we want to help you really live your, your best life 
Uh, and we think that orthodontics can be part of that. And we think we have. This and the access to treatment, like you're saying, if, if, if there's not that much chair time is where I'm going from a business perspective, I'm looking at time and value and all these things. If, if there's not that much chair time or your help reducing the pain points for the dentist, then potentially they could lower the fee and then get more access to a wider group of people who might not be able to afford like yours, like you started kind of the podcast. And I think that's great. It, it, you cast a wider net because let's be honest, some business, some, some, incumbent cases, as you said, incumbent are $7,000. They're really expensive cases. And, and a lot of people can't afford that, right? So to be able to drop a price point and reach people from an orthodontic market at, at higher scale is, is amazing. Um, that's is. great. That's great. Yeah. If you think about your office today, maybe you cover five of the 20 zip codes in your surrounding area because those 15 others can't afford that six or $7,000 price point. Well, now all of a sudden you can 10 more zip codes become yeah, available yeah. because you can attack it. That's great. Then it hey, does Canada have its own um, financing kind of portal to help patients get financed? Are you guys working with people? We've partnered with a couple of folks and we're, we are currently, um, we're currently doing that. It's a hugely important part of this experience. Not only can you reduce your case fee, but can folks get started for, you know, 199 or 299 down, exactly. but at the dentist, you can't, you, you, you don't want to front that fee no. without getting that cash. And right? if that, that if you guys could remove that from, 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 <laughs> you know, I know you've removed a lot already, but I mean, if that came yeah. in like pre-approved and they're already ready to go and you know, like the case has already been funded here, doc, here's a case for you. Like that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah. You know, so we don't have to go through the approval process in our office. That'd be amazing. But you know, we all can dream, can't we? <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal. I love it. I love it. I love that you actually are thinking about the pain points because so many companies, honestly, in dentistry are like, here, y'all deal with this. That's not our problem. And you're thinking you're, you're empathizing with the pain points of the dentist as well as the consumer. And, and for me personally speaking, like I, I love to see when companies do that and I want to see you thrive because that's, that's what dentistry needs. We, we need help. Yeah. It's hard to run the business, do the dentistry, you know, all the things. And so whenever a company's yeah. like, Hey, tough job y'all got, but let us help a little bit. Right. We, we as dentists, we want to help. And you said something about vicarious halo effect on the technology. There's a halo effect about being able to provide that service. Now, patient, now doctors feel good mm -hmm. about, I mean, the packaging is slick. It just, it, it adds a whole level of credibility and marketing to you as a dentist when you hit your wagon to a company like that. I mean, the packaging is just like ridiculous. Like that's the first thing. I mean, the, the I guess it comes from your direct to consumer roots because you didn't have the doctor rely upon. So you're like, we better blow these people out of the water when they get this box. Um, so I, I just love the fact <laughs> that you guys started as a direct to consumer because I feel like the branding and packaging has to be even more on point because you're not resting upon the credibility of the doctor to back you up. So um, it's a yeah, cool story. Yeah, we had to take the approach of, you know, an Apple or an Amazon, right? Like yeah. if you're starting with the patient or starting with the customer. And now our customer is the, the dentist, but we still have all of that legacy. And we have all of that, you know, history of learning that we, again, can bring to bear and share, right? We want to, we're partners, right? So we want to, we want to be great partners and help the health practices just learn and figure out those things. And packaging is a great example. It really makes a difference in terms of the expectation and, and the result for that patient and the buy-in feeling like it's hefty and important. Yeah, it's cool. It's actually a really cool story. Um, I, I think at one point you made like a joke to me about like being like a study in Harvard business or something. I don't know, you were kind of being tongue in cheek, but it is a neat chronology and it just shows how sometimes plans have to pivot and change. But looking back, 
it may actually be the very thing that got you guys to be super successful was this pathway, you know, like, cause it's a pivot, you know, you had to abandon a, a, a working business direct to consumer. We abandoned a lot of business, a lot, right. a lot of revenue to, to make, to make this move. And it's absolutely the right move, right? This is, this is the future of, of what things look like. 80% of our patients were telling us they'd rather start inside a dental practice and it was the right move and patients want that relationship with their dentist it matters it moves the needle it drives trust and credibility but what also drives trust and credibility is technology high quality outcomes minimizing the burden of having to come in and out and that's exactly what the dentist wants and it's exactly what the patient wants and so technology is what bridges all of that together that's awesome it's very cool it's very, very cool. I, I, I think of it very much like all the other professions that were analog and they've gone digital. I mean, once something goes digital, it never goes back. There's no uh, architect that's uh, 32 years old that's like, you know, I'm going to start drawing again. <laughs> just going to start drawing, just more efficient. You know, kind of get out the slide rule again and all that stuff. It's just, it never goes back. Software. So um, same thing. So I wonder, I mean, I speculate, I'm, I'm actually still surprised about the amount of metal uh, that's still being used in, in orthodontics. It's amazing. You know, I've been around a long time and I, I had to deal with a lot of ne negative people that said, oh, it doesn't work. You can't use clear aligners. And, you know, I even have, sometimes I'll post a before and after picture and some like local providers be like, that's not real. I'm like, come on, bro. It's real. <laughs> but, yeah, it's cool. Very cool. No, it's awesome. See, to I told you, Pete, I told you get into it. I was excited. I was like orthodontics. I, I don't know about this, this stuff. I, I don't know this. about orthodontics, <laughs> but Pete knows business. He knows dentistry. It's a technology, right? It, 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 the vector can be any, any direction, right? This happens to be one of the coolest uses of interventional medicine that's out there today, right? We're using AI and computer vision to make all of this possible. And, you know, hopefully we can apply this to cancer diagnostics or other things in the future. Um, but, you know, orthodontics is a great place to start and being able to predict how teeth are going to move and then actually measuring those using photos every two weeks is enormous data set. Yeah. And you guys get more work. every day that goes on. Your data set is just increasing. So it's getting smarter and better and smarter and better as, as I mean, yeah, because you know they're, they're doing their own data sets and their own yeah. revisions. And so and, and some of the other companies is like, hey, send it out. Tell us what you're seeing in the field and report back. They're seeing they're seeing the field. They're seeing it live. And they're, and they're capturing it with scanners again. That's super cool. Yeah, our, you know, our team went through a couple thousand cases over the last couple of weeks to just see different movements. We thought something was going to happen. How predictable can that be? And we just have this massive data set. We can write a query and boom, pull it down and look at it. And so we can just keep getting better and better and better. That's so cool. That's awesome. Love it. Love it. Well, uh, Nick, so how does everybody get in touch uh, with Canada? Just CanadaCo.com. Candidco.com or candidpro.com, um, which will take you uh, directly to our provider site, or feel free to email me directly. Um, I'm the CEO. I, I'll, I'll, oh. I'll direct you to the right place. I'm Nick, N I C K, at candidco.com. And I'll make sure that you, uh, you get the right, uh, the right person on our team to talk to. That's very generous of you, Nick. Mention, so, uh, yes, take a, they have to take mention Bulletproof to get to, to get Nick's uh, VIP service, though. But exactly. That's awesome, buddy. Exactly. Put it in the subject line. That's right. It'll yeah. get open. And so are you, are you, what, uh, are you just North America, USA, and Canada, or talk to me about that? We're just USA today. 
Um, okay, not Canada. Really, really focused on on the market, you know, the market where we are and, and live in. We will be, um, I think we have approval to be in Canada and in a couple other markets, but we're really trying trying to stay focused um, this year. So uh, I would expect to see you know, international coming shortly, but really want to lock in and, and make sure we get it right before we go global. That's amazing. Very cool. Well, really appreciate what you're doing for dentistry. Really appreciate the fact that you know, you see uh, occlusion and uh, as something that's, that also needs to be treated and, and helping dentists um, feel comfortable. Like Peter said, there's a lot of people that invent stuff and then leave it in our hands to execute and, mm -hmm. and manage. And I love the fact that there's a company that's actually got our back and um, that, that helps us support patients, which is really cool. So that's awesome. Thanks, Craig. Really happy to to be on here, and this was this is awesome, and and I think you guys hit the hit hit the nail on the head in terms of the the problem set here and what we're trying to do to solve it. And you guys are uh you guys are a big sponsor for our summit. So if if, if someone's listening to this and they want to and they want to kind of get exposed, like obviously at at in Nashville in June would be a great place to do so, right? Yeah, and so, I've got a yeah. clear aligner track too, a candid track talking about how to implement to your practice. That's awesome. Breakout track. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Yeah.